What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing good. Um, well done, everybody that raced London Marathon. I don't. It doesn't really matter. It's not like a well done, everybody that ran a PB or well done. Just fair play, getting out there. Um, I hope you did run a PB. Um, it's always a really nice feeling when you get to run. Actually, the interesting thing about running is there will be a lot of people that ran a PB and I'll still be fucking disappointed. That's kind of the... I think us runners are absolute nutters. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how many times in my career I've ran a PB and then had some kind of excuse or not excuse sorry that's the wrong word but had some sort of negativity towards it um you know like just after houston there's a lot of negativity about going the wrong way and the hamstrings so look don't be like me if you ran a pb embrace it be real excited about it be um grateful your body was good to you um be grateful that you were able to race i know there's probably a lot of people would have loved the experience and loved the race and um, who perhaps got injured or maybe got injured during the race. So yeah, look, fair play. It looked super fast. Um, not super fast, but it, it looked like a relatively fast day when you've got three guys up front who are obviously freaks of nature. Um, Elowid Kipchoge and um, Co. You know, I think it was three guys ran under two, three fifteen, which is just incredible. Um, that said, I've been to a 10K before where it was blowing an absolute gale. And I mean, you're sitting in the marquee at, in Dublin and you're thinking, surely this is a fucking joke. And surely at any moment, they're just going to tell me I don't have to do this. And the marquee is blowing and like, you know, you think this fucking marquee is about to blow over. Um, and then off we go and we go race and you know, I think I ran like, I probably ran about 29 minutes that year for 10k and um, probably didn't think I was a million miles away from that sort of fitness and I probably ran about 30, 30 or maybe 30, 15, you know, something like that and I remember thinking, oh, that was a tough day, like what did the winner run and fucking Kenanisa Bikili must have ran about I, sw I think he ran about 2740 or something stupid. He might not have ran that quick. It might have been like 20. I'm no, I'm pretty sure he ran 27 something. I just remember thinking the rules don't apply to the guys up front. Um, so you know, maybe the, maybe there was a bit of, uh, maybe it wasn't perfect, perfect conditions, but I think it looked pretty good. Um, I had sort of like, I watched it and, you know, actually I had to go for a run, so I only really got to watch the, um the end of it um i flew back from portugal and fuck it was hard work running on sunday morning because i didn't probably get to bed until about half past midnight after i spoke to my parents and sort of lay around for a little bit by myself just relaxing um and then by the time i wound everything down um body mind all the rest of it yeah it was nearly 12 30 i mean i hadn't been home for three months so you don't not be home for three months, rock into your house and walk straight up the stairs and into bed. So, yeah, me and the me and the family sort of caught up, which was really nice. Um, it's just often I know that's the hardest part of travel. It's not the travel itself. It's, you know, you have to wake up the next morning and, and do whatever training makes sense for that day. And it just so happened to be a 17 or 18 mile long run. Um, so I got that done and then I came home. 
and then I watched, and, you know, like, Eloy Kipchoge is just an absolute dream to watch, he's very, very good, um, but, you know, you know the problem with life is that when, when you know that something's expected, you're kind of rooting for an underdog at some point, but it's, it's just not as fun watching, like, those guys up front, like, I, I, I genuinely would have much preferred to watch, like, the Aussies, and Callum Hawkins, and Brett Robinson, and Jack Rayner, and Charlotte Perdue, and, you know, I, I know, I know Charlotte's not Australian, and, um, Shania Diver up front, you know, like, I got a real buzz out of watching stuff like that, because I can really relate to that, um, and these are guys that I've trained with before, these are guys that I'm, like, you know, it sounds bad, but, like, these are guys that I know for sure, like, aren't drug cheats, and, and so, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm, I'd probably bet my life on it. Um, so, like, you know, I, I'm, I can be pretty positive. And, and so it's really nice to see such great performances from those guys. And, and so it's it's really inspiring. Um, makes me eager to, you know, to work hard. And, and I think it makes me realize that I've really struggled not having a race goal over these past um, two or three months. And I think if you remember back and you listened to the podcast, like I told you, this was always going to be a really tough time for me because I am so, so like goal driven, you could say. And so when I have a goal or I know, so for example, when I retired for eight months, the only thing that got me out of retirement was London Marathon. And what I mean by that is, even though it sounds like a really obvious statement, um, I had tried to make little comebacks before and basically I would get maybe three days into the comeback and then it would just so happen it would be a Friday night and I'd be thinking oh I might have my mouth would be watering for a drink of alcohol and I'd want to go out partying with my friends and off I'd go out partying and you know I'd wake up Saturday morning and I'd just be like ah I just can't be bothered running and I had no desire really to make the comeback like even though I was making it and and it was happening I'd get four days later and it would just fall apart because like I didn't really have I didn't have anything to keep me going um and then I planned London Marathon and once I planned London it was like honestly I woke up with so many hangovers where I just said to myself shit like you know in I think it it got to the point where it was like you know in in 10 weeks time you're going to be stood on the start line of a marathon big lad like you know, you got to get your long run done today and, um, and really having, having goals, specifically race goals makes a big difference to me. Um, so I think watching London kind of like kicked me up the ass a little bit and, um, good timing because, you know, back in Belfast and I get to go meet up with the physio today at the Sports Institute and tomorrow I go and have some blood tests done and we just check in to make sure everything's okay. And before you sort of start, the next build up for world champs basically and you know there's there's races in the middle but you know the next big goal is the world champs and one thing i i do want to say and and i know i don't i don't really think charlotte Perdue listens to my podcast but i i was really impressed um i trained with charlie back in 2016 and um you know i don't think she'd mind me saying she struggled with the marathon stuff at first um struggled with the training but then absolutely nailed London Marathon back in 2016 it was it was so great to see um but what an inspiration like that girl has just plucked away and and the reason I brought Charlie up is because it it 
it reminds me something about the sport. I've kind of been having a rough time with running a little bit at the minute, and you know I've been struggling, and um, sessions haven't been going as well as they usually do, and I haven't felt as fast as I usually do, and the little adductor problem, and you know I'm always trying to put a positive spin on things, but I've really been struggling, um, and and again that's probably part of the reason why we're getting the bloods done because we're just not sure. Maybe there is something not quite right um it's like i'm trying um i've had 14 14 weeks maybe 15 weeks of you know anything from 90 to 115 mile a week and i'm really trying and and you know it's just a bit sad that when i am actually out there like trying to then do my thing and maybe do a tempo where i feel good or like a track session where i feel good and i'm just really struggling you know i did i was supposed to do k's last friday and um you know basic stuff like i think i i was supposed to do 15 by k but it was it was set up that it should have been achievable you know five of them were 305 which you know isn't loads quicker than like the marathon pace um five of them then at probably round about half marathon pace and then five of them still even slower than 10k pace at 255 um and and I couldn't even hit three minutes, you know, I got to like number eight, number eight, number nine, and I'm running like 301, 302. And it's just, it's just really disheartening because I, I think to myself, shit, like, you know, fucking hell, like 14 months ago, I ran a half marathon at this pace. And today I can't do a K around the track at this sort of pace. And I don't even know what's holding me back because I don't know if it's legs or, you know, or, or breathing or fitness or I, I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit annoying. Um, but the reason the reason I brought this up is because, you know, this time last year, Charlotte um, had to miss London Marathon. Um, she had an injury and um, had to miss it. And, and, and it just shows you how quick the sport can, you know, go from, I'm sure she didn't love life last year when she was injured and couldn't run big, one of the biggest marathons in the world. And, and now this year, she's just ran 225 and I'm sure she's on a massive high right now. So just bear that in mind if you are struggling um i had a bit of a conversation today with Haas, and i just said look i don't mind like i'm okay with the fact that i'm struggling a bit um i i know it'll probably turn around i know a bit of routine i'll probably help um getting back to belfast seeing the family and um just maybe it'll inject a bit of life in me that just like helps me get over like what feels like a bit of a rut right now um so that'll be that'll be good um but yeah, what a day. It was It was fun to see, you know, a lot of my friends ran really fast and ran PBs and um, I just think that's really exciting. I don't, I don't like, I don't really worry too much about what other people are doing, but I'm definitely happy to see when running, when people that work hard get like a half decent result because like I think that's all we can ask from the sport. Um, running can be super, super complicated, but look at the end of the day, if um you see people out there doing good and um you know that their hard work has paid off it's that can be in- inspiring in itself just to just it just injects a little bit of hope back into running that if you do work hard and you do get a period of training that kind of like goes well for you um you know there might be a pretty solid result at the end of it and so um that's why i always like to see people do good um just as just so long as they don't run too much faster than me just kidding um 
but yeah, no, look back home in Belfast. Um, I've, I'm, I'm in an Airbnb down near the city centre, which is really cool location. Um, means I can nip on the M3 up the motorway and get to like Mary Peters track. Um, or I can just again M3, M5, and um, well M3 Westlink for the track. Um, and then M3, M5 takes me up to the Sports Institute and stuff. So, yeah, real handy for me. Um, I do a lot of running down by um, Titanic Quarter anyway. Um, so I run over by the docks and then round to Victoria Park. And it's all pretty nice and pretty windy today. I, I felt really bad today. It was it was actually really shit. Um, I did like eight miles and I don't know. My body's just tired. Like the long run wasn't great yesterday. I did 17. Um I don't know, some of it might have been like six minutes pace, six ten. I I think the fucking polar lies to me. I literally have no idea. I, there's no trust whatsoever anymore. Um so I have no idea along that toolpath what speed I was running. Um but I just I just didn't feel great. Um and then, you know, there's a couple of hills to get back up to my parents' house in the four winds and oh my god, it's like I'd never ran uphill before. And this is me at sea level, you know, it's supposed to be like when I was talking to Haas today, I was like, you know, I was really excited about coming back to sea level because I sort of thought um, I might be able to just glide along at 540, 550 and feel really, really good. And like most times when I leave Belfast to go up to 7000 feet or up the altitude, that's where my body's at. You know, I'm thinking back to being in Sacramento with Rachel, like, I mean, it could be nearly two years ago now and you know or maybe a year and a half but I mean I could cruise along at sea level at 530 540 and I, I couldn't get my bloody heart rate over 150 it was like I just found it like you know it was it was amazing um whereas honestly at the minute Jesus I'm running along there at six minutes 610 620 and I'm I'm struggling <laughs> um so yeah I don't know I don't know what's up with me like it's just and I had one of those days today. I was out there, and I'm not. I'm not kidding. I was running at seven thirty pace, and I was just exhausted. Um, I I remember getting to like six mile and thinking, I think I'm half a mile away from having a mental breakdown. And it's just like, and then like, it sounds really harsh, but <laughs> it's just so good. I think my my instinct in my head was like, uh you know just basically i can't even say it <laughs> it was so <laughs> oh my god i'm making myself laugh because i remember what i thought it was a very it was a very sexist thing to think but i think i basically said take your tampon off steven and stop acting like a big baby <laughs> a big baby wouldn't be the word um stop acting like a big woman <laughs> um but yeah that's exactly what i thought to myself you know and um amazingly I turned things around like mentally I just had to be like look fuck it like you're not feeling good like well, what do you want you know like like there's no point crying or moaning about it like just finish the run out and it's just really weird that I don't usually feel pretty shitty like that so you know I, I don't know maybe it's coming back from Portugal does it does such a thing exist where like it's a new climate or you know I was pretty busy on Sunday with a family cinema went for a big massage and then um moved into this Airbnb and so you know maybe it was just being a bit busier possibly um 
I don't know. But yeah, look, I, I felt pretty, pretty dog's dirt. Um, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it gets a bit better. Um, I'm just doing a bit of stretching now. I think my body's quite stiff. It usually is after travel. Um, but yeah, inspired by London. Um, not inspired like, you know, hey, now I'm going to work really hard, but definitely inspired to take care of the little things and, um, get some of the little, little stuff back into the program, like, um, the prehab, the, the rehab, all the stuff I sort of preached about. But when I sort of fell out of love with S&C and gym stuff, when I sort of thought it injured me back in January, February there, like when I picked up the little hamstring niggle again, um, I basically ditched all the gym stuff. And I think that was like an emotional, rational or whatever maybe rationals or i'm contradicting myself there but it was it was an emotional decision um binned all the gym stuff and just thought that you know i'd be all right and i think i i think i basically changed remember you know i was talking about all the miles and i was talking to rachel today and i basically made this decision that all of a sudden all i was going to do was run miles and it's so fucking easy to just run miles like you know, anybody can go out the door and just try to run more miles, but nobody wants to stretch for 15 minutes at night. Nobody wants to sit and do rehab. Nobody wants to do Pilates or yoga or all the gym stuff. So I realized, like, I think a part of that high mileage phase or um, idea type stuff was was laziness on my own behalf. Um, it's hard work. Like, I'm trying to stretch now, and it's you know, it's, it's not the funnest thing to do in the world. It is far better to just go out for a run. Um, but, you know, it's it's not always supposed to be fun. Like, these are the little things that you have to do to make the big days fun when you're racing or make the result fun when you achieve it. Um, but there you go. Um, sorry if I offended anybody about my tampon joke. Um, but it, it was just can't even script that that was just natural I was out there having a rough day and that's where my psychology's at now like I'm not a sexist by the way I'm just telling you that my psychology is at a place where I just don't accept when my brain just starts to be whiny you know and it just started being whiny today and and weak and and like what's the problem you know like there is literally people that would love to be out running and aren't because they're struggling with an injury or they're struggling with sickness or they're struggling with mental health problems, whatever you got going on, you know, and, and here's me whining a bit out in the run in my own head. Like, you know, what's it about? Um, I'm so fortunate. I'm, I'm so lucky to, to have what I have, my body, my, my brain, you know, my knowledge and, and talent, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But there I am on an eight mile run and I'm going to start having like a little strop about it. Like, cause it's not going the way I want it. Like, I just know it's not me. So I need to tell that part of my brain to, to basically shut the fuck up and, and just chill out. And then I get back from the run and you know, life goes on. Like I sat down and had to think about it. And I was like, look, there's probably two or three scenarios here. One is you're just tired, you know, a couple of tough weeks in Portugal I don't think my nutrition was great was over there or my, I don't think my nutrition was great over there and um, bit of lack of food in the supermarket eating out a bit too much could be that could be I'm unfit so sorry let's go back to the first one tired maybe a bit tired from the travel maybe a bit tired from the lack of food 
okay, back to Belfast, get into a better routine, freshen up a bit, life goes on. Number two, you're just a bit unfit. So you're struggling on a run and you're struggling the Ks last Friday because you're unfit. Big fucking deal. You're healthy, train, get fit, end of problem. Um, number three, you get the blood test done tomorrow. You have slightly low iron or you have slightly low vitamin something. You supplement, you get it going again. You've already done three solid months. By the time you get whatever vitamin, iron, whatever might be deficient, get it back to where it needs to be. Life goes on, end of. You know, and that's kind of why I got annoyed because I was like, why am I, why am I whining or why am I like, why am I negative? You know, like it's not, it's not the end of the world. And for, for generally most issues, there's a solution and you just, you need to get to that point. Don't, don't hang around at the moaning or the wincing or the whining, get to the solution point and, and move on. Um, and so that's all you can do. So sometimes you have to adapt a little bit. Um, I just did one run today. I thought that was smart. Um, I, I took care of my rehab stuff. I just did a little bit of stretching. Um, I was going to go to yoga, but I just thought it would kill me. You know, it would be my first full proper yoga session. And I genuinely thought it would kill me. So I decided I'll leave that towards middle to the end of the week. Um, and I scheduled some... Um, like just a little bit of lab testing on Friday on the treadmill. So I have a couple of days to sort of sort my shit out and hopefully stop struggling at 7.30 mile pace. Um, and then on Friday, I'll get on the treadmill and I'll I'll do a little bit of threshold testing where we usually go like, I told you guys about this before, we usually go like 5.20 pace, 5.10, 5 minutes, 4.50, 4.40, something like that, or around those figures. Um and then we, we take heart rate and we take blood lactate. And it, it's usually a good tell of kind of where my baseline fitness is. It doesn't tell you a true story because at different points of the year, based on different amounts of training or ingredients of training, you could call it, you can sustain different lactates for longer. Um, you know, everyone, not everybody in the world can sustain 1.8 millimoles of lactic for a marathon, for example, um, not naturally. Um, some people can, some people can't. But basically what, what the baseline fitness test does is just tells me roughly where things are at and it tells me what I'm working with. And then you go do the specific training and then it's the specific training that helps you sustain certain effort levels or blood lactates or certain heart rates for race durations. Um, but I find it useful. Um so that'll be interesting. I'll I'll let you guys know how that goes on Friday. I've done so many tests over the years and um including tests around races or including tests when I think I'm a bit sick and, and it, it's it's just feedback. The more data you collect, um you just get an idea of where you're at at different points of the year. Um you know, I've all my data from before London in 2018, it went really well last year. Um, I've all my data um, halfway through the build up to Houston. Um, usually I have more, obviously the three months before London in 2018, I was at home in Northern Ireland. So there was heaps more data, but um, I did get to do a little bit of testing before the Houston race. So there's definitely bits and pieces. I also have data um, from before the European Championships in Berlin and after the European Championships in Berlin. 
Um, believe it or not, my I did a test about 10 days after London Marathon in 2018 and my results were better, <laughs> which is fucking incredible. It just shows you the impact a marathon can have if you recover well from it. So look, guys, look after your recovery. And two years in a row, I ran a 10K six to seven weeks after my marathon and ran a PB. I also ran, I ran London Marathon last year. Um, and yeah, six weeks later, 28.36 on the 10K for the track 10K. So look look after your, your body, Epsom baths. Um, don't rush your body. I think I've, I've rushed in the past. Um, I think it's okay to, to walk around and maybe do a light jog, but I've often rushed back into training and I think that's why like my body gets as stiff as it does and I end up paying physios lots of money to fix that. Um, so yeah, I just take your time a little bit. I'm, I'm all about active recovery, you know, cycling, elliptical, um, aqua jogging, um, but, but maybe just let your body settle down a little bit first. Um, I always get massage about two or three days after just to get a bit of blood flowing. Um, and then, yeah, like once the inflammation settles down, then usually it's a good time to maybe even do some light jogging. Um, but usually 10 days after. Geez, fucking hell. Normally 10 days after, I'm already doing sessions. In fact, I think after London last year, I was doing a session a week after, but after Houston, it took me three and a half weeks. So just just understand where your body's at. Um, if you came out of it basically pain-free, because you know you're, you probably went into it really well-trained, um, but if you come out of it with little niggles or hamstring problems like I had or quad problems or calf problems, just... Just sort that problem out before it becomes a much bigger problem. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I'm super happy for everybody doing really good. Um, I, I hope for my own side of things that things, yeah, like it, it, it just, it just doesn't feel like anything has gone that well ever since Houston, you know, and it could be psychologically as well. It could be that for so long, I, I just had this big goal of Houston marathon and then, um, ever since I haven't had a race goal and so maybe I'm just floating a bit or it could be that there's there's actually you know a reason behind it but yeah we'll see um yeah maybe not the most positive but look it is what it is so look have a good day guys and thanks for listening and everybody take care now bye bye